there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of T4C. By the way, if you are enjoying T4C, please make sure your friends know about it and your classmates. And definitely, if you're still in school, let your career counseling offices know that there's a free resource out there to help Java junkies find their professional path in life. I would be incredibly grateful to each of you if you could do that. And also tweet about T4C on your Instagram. Snapchat and post about it on Facebook and let me know at time, the number four coffee LLC, what we can be doing at T4C to help you out even more. What professionals, for example, and professions do you want me to be digging into? Now for the fun part. If you like beer and drinking, and I'm not talking about coffee here, then you are going to love my next guest because in his free time, he hosts a super cool podcast called Pubcast Worldwide, in which he interviews a whole variety of guests over drinks in a bar. And in his day job, he's a business development manager working for Rockwell Automation, which is one of the world's largest companies dedicated to industrial automation. And as if that isn't interesting enough. What really caught my attention when Chris and I met over the summer was the fact that he majored in mechanical engineering as an undergrad. And I think he is the perfect example of how you can take whatever you studied in school and leverage it into all kinds of different opportunities. So Chris, Lukey, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? I am well caffeinated. My coffee is right beside me right now, and I'm excited to be here, Andrea. Awesome. Well, let us jump right into our espresso shots. Ten quick questions to help Java junkies kind of figure out how to get their foot in the door in whatever profession they decide to go into. So in this case, we're looking at sales and marketing. Chris, what are the entry-level jobs available to young people who want to break into these fields? Well, for sales and marketing, there are a lot of, I would say, type of associate roles like a sales development representative, someone that would take care of a lot of leads and qualifying sales opportunities for more seasoned account managers to go after. Now, with that said, there are also opportunities to jump into type of sales or business development roles is, let's say, more of an outside salesperson right off the bat, where you're actually going to be spending your day-to-day in front of customers. Great. And what about a useful skill or skills that you look for at Rockwell Automation in the young people that you hire? Sure. Well, sales is an interesting mix and sales and marketing, I should say, because what you're really looking for is someone that is hungry, that's aggressive, that wants to go out and drum up new business that isn't shy to knock on a door. But you're also looking for someone that has that humility and that ability to listen to a customer when they're communicating their challenges, needs or business goals. So it's really finding that balance between being able to get out there and take initiative, but also make sure you're able to absorb the information you're getting because one of the most underrated skills in sales is listening. Oh, what an excellent point. Chris, you obviously didn't study sales and marketing. You certainly didn't major in it as an undergrad. Mm -hmm. Is someone's major a deciding factor in any way to break into sales and marketing? I would say 
almost to the extent of absolutely not. I think it really <laughs> depends on kind of like I was suggesting before, some soft skills, your ability to assess a situation, listen, ask good questions. But the reality is this is a an area where if you've got the right mix and you have the ability to learn quickly to assess a situation and, and take action, really the degree can be irrelevant, I would say. Fantastic. What about a graduate degree? And I ask that less for the entry level positions and more for the longer term ability to succeed in the field of sales and marketing. How important is it to have that extra degree? You know, I think it depends on where you want your career trajectory to go. And the biggest thing I would say about this is if you think you want to do something in sales and marketing, get some sales and marketing experience right out of the gate don't necessarily go for that advanced degree right out of school in that area because you're going to learn a ton just within the first six months, year, two years that that someone would be out in the field. If someone's looking for more of a, a management role within a large company, certainly something like an MBA makes sense as you get further down that line. But that's not going to be something you're going to be looking at, I'd say, just a couple of years out of the gate. I think the biggest thing I would recommend is figure out what you enjoy, what you're good at, what areas you want to focus on your career, then look to see if an advanced degree is going to take you where you want to get to. The biggest advice I always have with an advanced degree is don't use it as something to like fill your time or try to be figuring out you want to do. Use it as a path to get where you want to go. I totally agree. And what about life experiences, Chris? I know you've had some interesting extracurricular activities going back to, I'm guessing when you were in high school as an Eagle Scout and then getting involved in your fraternity as an undergrad at Marquette. What do you think are the kinds of life experiences that would be most useful for Java junkies who want to break into the fields of sales and marketing? You know, if we're talking like you made some references to college and being an Eagle Scout when I was in high school, especially in someone's early years, the biggest thing I think extracurriculars provide are an opportunity to break broaden your horizons. It allows you to get experiences in areas that are probably outside of what your major is or what you're studying in school. It allows you to take on leadership opportunities that might not be available in your day-to-day curriculum. And also you can test out other skills. For example, when I was in school, I did a lot of work with the college radio station. At the time, it didn't appear to have anything to do with my career. But looking back, that was actually a very foundational opportunity to prepare me for some of the things I'm doing now in podcast podcasting and video work and media that's associated with my role as a business development manager. Yeah, for sure. So Chris, what is the best part for you of being in this profession and working in the field that you're working in? Oh, wow. There are a couple things that stick out. One of the things I love most about sales and marketing is it's very results oriented. And once you understand what the goals of your company are and how that translates to your individual goals, you have a lot of control over how you spend your time. As long as you're working towards hitting that number, cracking into that new market, you can craft your schedule very much the way that fits for you. And what I would say on top of that is you get to use your unique strengths. 
the way I sell and the way I market is very different from almost every single one of my peers and all of their styles are very different from everyone else around them as well. Sales and marketing is really an area where you're able to focus on your strengths and leverage those to build a business. That's fantastic. And there's obviously a huge amount of latitude for creativity and we'll be getting into more of that in our longer interview. So the flip side, what is the part of your current job as a business development manager that sucks the most? I'll preface this with even if you have your dream job or a job you love, which is the position I would describe myself as being in, there's always going to be a part of the job that's a drag. Within sales, if you're serving a customer base, particularly in manufacturing, which is a very fast paced industry, you're going to have emergencies that you need to respond to very quickly. You're going to have to rearrange your schedule to provide excellent customer service to your customers that might be in a challenging situation, might need to get a proposal out to one of their customers quickly. So you need to be able to think on your feet and iterate in some time that can just totally disrupt your schedule and you have to adjust as needed. But the reality is those challenges, while they might seem like a big pain at the time, are actually one of the most rewarding things about the job when you're able to overcome those scenarios and help out your customers. I can totally see that. And I'm hearing you say it's important to have the right mindset. Absolutely. Mindset's huge because while you are in charge of your time as a salesperson, you can largely craft how you're spending your time. And as long as you're being strategic about it, at the end of the day, you need to realize that things aren't always going to go as planned. And that's the case in any job. And you need to be able to think on your feet very quickly, sometimes make tough decisions on your own to figure out how to help a customer. But like I said, while it can be a challenge in the moment, it can be one of the most rewarding things when you're looking across the table at your customer later and you've built rapport by helping them through a challenging situation. Absolutely. And frankly, what you just said about jobs is true about life. (laughs) Chris, what is the best career advice that you've ever gotten? One of the best pieces of career advice I ever gotten. I got this a couple years into my career outside of school. I'd wish I'd heard it a couple years earlier, but use your 20s as a time to learn focus on building that skill set. One of the mistakes I made right out of school was I'm like, all right, I'm done learning. I've been learning for all these years. Now it's time to just execute on my job. But the reality is when you're in your 20s, use that as an opportunity to gain a lot of experiences, figure out what you're good at, fall on your face a couple times because you'll learn a ton from that as well. And just try to absorb as much as you can during that period of your life. That is awesome advice. And I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but as I have evolved in my life and I'm on my fourth profession now, I have continued to have to learn in every job I went into because they were in different professions. But that actually is something that I really enjoyed. So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. Chris, what movies or Netflix shows or YouTube videos or books that you've read accurately depict the sales and marketing profession? That is a good question. There are a lot of good books out there on it. As you're talking about sales and marketing, I'll give one that always sticks out to me. There's an 
author who actually runs a company of his own that does management consulting. Uh, his name is Keith Ferrazzi. He's based in LA. He has a book titled Never Eat Alone. And it's ultimately a book about, I would say, not only sales, but also just networking, building your network, creating genuine relationships. And I've always said one of the chapters at the end that he has where he talks about mentorship when I believe he was starting his career with Deloitte and making sure he had some buy-in from senior management that, you know, once a year he'd get to have lunch or dinner with the individual that was running the company. He recognized early on the value of having mentors and learning from people that have been through experiences. And the way Keith presents that whole book, again, it's called Never Eat Alone. It's just a really good book on building authentic relationships and finding ways not only to have other people help you in their career, but also how you can help them in their lives and career as well. Oh, that sounds like a fascinating book. We'll put that in show notes so uh, Java junkies don't have to drive off the road to try to remember the name of the book. Final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about your profession, Chris? Wow. Probably how exciting that the manufacturing industry can be. We live in an age where the tech world is kind of the sexy world, whether it's Facebook, Google, thinking about all the innovations that these companies are doing. But the reality is manufacturing is very similar. You're just dealing with a physical or hardware product versus a piece of software. So for example, like Elon Musk at Tesla, while they get lumped into the tech world, I mean, what they're doing is manufacturing. They've been doing a lot of the things he's doing now in Detroit for decades, even a century, I think is the more accurate way to describe it. So the manufacturing world is very much on the cutting edge. And if you're looking for an exciting, fast paced career where you'll be learning something every day, that industry, whether you're in a sales function, marketing function, engineering function, or, you know, even something like finance, you're going to be finding that you're in a pretty dynamic spot that always keeps things interesting in manufacturing. Oh, that sounds so fantastic. And can't wait to get into more about what you do in our longer time for coffee interview. Chris Lukey, thank you so much for making time for coffee today with me and the Java Junkie community. I really enjoyed it. Andrea, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.